0: Hi there, family and friends of the house of Yisrael. Welcome to Brother Hebert Presents. This is a study on the Feast of Passover. This paper is found in the calendar menu at www.thinkoutsidethebeast.com Click the drop-down arrow to open the menu. There are seven feast days. Passover is one of seven. Passover is the first of the Spring Holy Days. All seven of the feast days have to do with Yahweh the Father, Yeshua the Son, and the children of Yisra'el, and are reminders of our family history. The seven feast days are Passover, Feast of Unleavened Bread, Wave Sheaf, which is also called Feast of First Fruits, and Feast of Weeks, Pentecost, Feast of Trumpets, Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles, followed by the Last Great Day. Every feast day is a part of the gospel message. The gospel message is the good news, the news of our Savior, and that he died for our sins. But it doesn't stop there. It's the good news of regathering and reconciliation, education, and teaching. When the gospel is preached, its message is to the children of Israel, because every one of these feast days is part of the plan of reunification between scattered Israelites and Yahweh. Matthew 10.6 But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Yisrael. Passover is celebrated as a reminder that Yeshua died to pay the penalty of our sins during his first advent. The angel of death passed over the Israelites' houses that were covered with the blood of the Passover lamb. Romans 4.7 Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven, and whose sins are covered. The gospel is celebrated in the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which reminds us that we must put sin out of our lives. John 5.14 Afterward, Jesus finds him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, you are made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto you. It is a reminder that Yahweh took our ancestors out from bondage and idolatry in haste, gave them the law and feast days to keep us in the way and in remembrance that He chose us. If we are covered by His blood, then we must sin no more. We must continue to obey the gospel, which is part of the commandments and connected to the feast days. Second Thessalonians one eight, Yeshua will be returning with His Malachim the angels, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our master, Yeshua Christ. 1 Peter 4, 17, For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it first begin at us, what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? The gospel is celebrated in the Feast of Weeks, also called Wave Sheaf and Feast of Firstfruits, it represents the resurrection of Yeshua Christ from the dead. It is symbolic of the firstfruits of God's calling and begins the 50-day countdown to Pentecost, which means it's time to go out and witness to your kinsmen that he's alive, that you are forgiven, because he is risen. Now change the way you're living. When one responds to this good news, then they are your presentation of firstfruits which can now receive the Holy Spirit, because the gospel is celebrated in Pentecost. When you do that which is right in the sight of Yahweh, you receive the Holy Spirit, which is promised to those who obey Him. Acts 5.32 And we are His witnesses of these things, and also the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to them that obey Him. The gospel is celebrated in the feast of trumpets because the trumpet is a warning and a call to preparation that Yeshua is coming, time to repent for the reign of Yeshua is near. Ezekiel thirty-three
1: seven, so you, O son of Adam, I have set to you a watchman unto the house of Yisrael, therefore you shall hear the word from my mouth and warn them for me.
0: The gospel is celebrated in the Day of Atonement, which is a time to repent and to fast, which means to humble yourselves and deny food and worldly things for the day. It's a spiritual as well as bodily cleanse. Matthew 4.17 From that time Yahshua began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The gospel is celebrated in the Feast of Tabernacles, because when you have atoned and repented, you are now cleansed and can dwell in the safety of Christ. It is a reminder of when Yahweh dwelt among our Israelite ancestors in the wilderness in tents. It is also symbolic that we will dwell in safety, when he returns in flaming fire. Exodus 29.45
1: And I will dwell among the children of Israel, and will be their Elohim. Psalm
0: 61.4 I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of your wings, Selah. First John 2.28 And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. The gospel is also a reminder of the last great day, of this feast of tabernacles, which represents the judgment day, and end of this evil age and the beginning of the kingdom age. Peter reminds us that true knowledge is the key. He states the importance of having scriptural knowledge and discerning it from corrupt worldly knowledge, correct knowledge brings fruits of righteousness second peter 1 11, for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our master and savior yeshua christ james 2 5 hearken my beloved brethren has not god chosen the poor of this world rich in belief and heirs of the kingdom which he has promised to them that love him john fourteen fifteen, if you love me keep my commandments these feast days cover the whole bible they are the gospel message within the heritage and appointed days of our people and reveals the plan of repentance redemption reconciliation remembrance obedience and salvation the gospel is a call to repentance to putting away the old sinner and putting on the new educated obedient christian and to live according to the way which includes all the commandments and appointed days given to our people. The gospel is a return to our identity and heritage, to our Christian way of lifestyle, and to our God. Observing these feast days shows you understand the message and what our kinsman-redeemer, Yeshua Christ, had done for us. What else would the gospel be about? Paul kept the feasts, acts 1821 but bade them farewell saying i must by all means keep this feast that comes in Jerusalem, but i will return again unto you if elohim will and he sailed from ephesus first corinthians 5 8 therefore let us keep the feast not with old leaven neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness but with the unleavened bread Of sincerity
1: and truth.
2: What festivals were observed in the post-apostolic period?
1: Jesus,
0: the disciples, and Paul all kept the appointed times of Yahweh Elohim. This is surely enough evidence to convict one of their continuance, but let us go even further. The early Christians and the later true remnant continuing through time, albeit underground, surely kept God's ordained festivals, including the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Early historical record is in agreement with the biblical record, and we will present a portion of the evidence herein. In the chapter previous to the quote below, Eusebius noted how Victor and the church at Rome had chosen to observe the Pasha, later renamed Easter, in honor of the pagan goddess Ishtar, or Estarte always on the first day of the week, as opposed to the assemblies of Asia who followed the teachings of the apostles and forthwith observed Pasha, or Passover, on the fourteenth day of Abib, annually. The Disagreement in Asia But the bishops of Asia, led by polycrates, decided to hold to the old custom handed down to them. He himself, in a letter which he addressed to Victor and the Church of Rome, set forth in the following words the tradition which had come down to him we observe the exact day neither adding nor taking away for in asia also great lights have fallen asleep he speaks here of the death of many brethren which shall rise again on the day of yeshua's coming when he shall come with glory from heaven and shall seek out all the saints among these are philip one of the twelve apostles who fell asleep in hierapolis and his two aged virgin daughters, and another daughter, who lived in the Holy Spirit and now rests at Ephesus. And moreover John, who was both a witness and a teacher, who reclined upon the bosom of the Messiah, he fell asleep at Ephesus, and Polycarp in Smyrna, who was a bishop and martyr, and Thracius, bishop and martyr from Eumenia, who fell asleep in Smyrna. Why need I mention the bishop and martyr Sagarus, who fell asleep in Laodicea, or the blessed Papirius or Melito, the eunuch, who lived altogether in the Holy Spirit and who lies in Sardis, awaiting the episcopate from heaven when he shall rise from the dead? All these observed the fourteenth day of the Passover according to the gospel, deviating in no respect, but following the rule of faith, and I also, Polycrates. The least of you all do according to the tradition of my relatives, some of whom I have closely followed. For seven of my relatives were bishops, and I am the eighth. And my relatives always observed the day when the people put away the leaven. I, therefore, brethren, who have lived sixty-five years in the Prince Yeshua, and have met with the brethren throughout the world, and have gone through every holy scripture, am not affrighted by terrifying words. For those greater than I have said, we ought to obey God rather than man.
2: Eusebius of Caesarea, Church History, Book 5, Chapter 24.
0: Saint Polycarp, the disciple of Saint John, the evangelist and bishop of Smyrna, visited Rome in 159 to confer with Anicetus, the bishop of that See, on the subject, and urged the tradition which he had received from the apostle of observing the 14th day.
2: Encyclopedia Britannica, 11th edition, volume 8, page 828, article, Easter.
0: The first Christians continued to observe the festivals, i.e. Yahweh's festivals, though in a new spirit, as commemorations of events which those festivals had foreshadowed. The new spirit would be in commemoration without the sacrifices, because Christ was the last sacrifice. The Christians, or Nazarenes, of Palestine retained the entire Mosaic law with the exception of the ceremonial and consequently the festivals, in the feast of the Passover, the Nazarenes ate unleavened bread.
2: Ecclesiastical History, Volume 1, Chapter 2, Section 30, by Geiseller.
0: We see again, with the exception of the ceremonial, meaning without a priesthood and animal sacrifices. The Waldenses recognized that they were the true successors of the Apostolic Church. They kept the Sabbath, also the yearly Passover. It must be understood that the Jews are not Israelites. The Jews are descendants of Cain and later Esau, who mixed with Cain's kids.
3: <gasps> Holy moly!
0: The children of Jacob. Are the Anglo Saxon Caucasian peoples of Europe and America?
3: Oh, look at that! Way to go! Congratulations! We're so proud of you! That's what I'm talking about!
0: The scriptures are the history of our Adamic race, not the history of the world and everybody in it. The Old Testament and the New Testament are one covenant and with one people. The Adamic children of Jacob Israel. The Old Testament is not about Jews, and the New Testament is not for the church. It's all about the children of Israel. It's our family history and heritage, our marriage to Yahweh and divorce, our punishment and scattering, and our reconciliation and regathering. All these feast days and appointed times are related to Yahweh's plan of salvation and deliverance. This life is our test, these scriptures are our instructions, and Yahweh is looking to see if we will follow His commands or not. With that established, let's now examine all the verses in relation to the Passover. Yahweh sends Moshe to tell Pharaoh to let his people go so they may serve Yahweh. Pharaoh asks, Who will go? Exodus 10.9 And Moshe said, We will go with our young and with our old, with our sons and with our daughters, with our flocks and with our herds we will go, for we must hold a feast unto Yahweh. Bringing their flocks and herds was a requisite for the sacrifices, not knowing which they were to sacrifice, and with which to serve God, till they came to the place where they were to sacrifice. Moses and Aaron requested to go three days' journey into the wilderness in order to hold a feast unto Yahweh their God. What feast could this possibly be? The coming Passover. Yahweh makes sure Moses knows that all of this is to be recounted to all the posterity of Israel. All of what? the signs and wonders he's about to bring upon Egypt. The Passover is just one of seven appointed feast days. All seven feast days have symbolic meaning, yet the churches only keep Passover and do not care for the other six. The Exodus begins. Yahweh states that this is the beginning of months, the first month of the year, which is Abib, which is reckoned by the spring equinox according to the solar calendar. The beginning of the Hebrew day begins at sunrise. Yahweh instructs them to take an unblemished lamb on the tenth day of the month. Exodus 12.6
1: And you shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Yisrael shall kill it in the evening. The blood was to be put on the
0: two side posts and upper door doorposts of the houses, wherein they shall eat the lamb, the lamb, not pork, as the churches do. Nothing shall remain until the morning. This is symbolic of Christ's ascension, as nothing was left behind. Verse 11
1: And thus shall you eat it, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand and you shall eat it in haste. It is Yahweh's Passover.
0: When Yahweh's judgment comes down upon the ungodly, the houses with the blood will be passed over and
1: not destroyed. Verse 14. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and you shall keep it a feast to Yahweh throughout your generations. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. The side posts are called mezuzah.
0: We are commanded to write and post the Ten Commandments on the mezuzah, the sides of the gates and doors to our homes. This is also symbolic of the blood of Christ as his blood covers those who obey.
1: Verse 18. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month, at even, you shall eat unleavened bread until the one-and-twentieth day of the month at even.
0: We are to eat unleavened bread for seven days beginning at evening on Passover, the fourteenth, until the evening of the twenty-first, which is the last day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Moses instructs the people to strike their doorposts with the blood of the Passover lamb, and no one was to go out the door of his house until morning. The Israelites departed after sundown the next day, which was the first day of the feast of unleavened bread a high shabbat verse
3: 25
0: and it shall come to pass when you become to the land which yahweh will give you according as he has promised that you shall keep this service these feasts and services were to take place when they came to the promised land and continues to day wherever we dwell minus the sacrifices verse 26 And it shall come to pass, when your children shall say unto you, What mean you by this service? That ye shall say, It is the sacrifice of Yahweh's Passover, who passed over the houses of the children of Yisrael in Mitzrayim, when he smote the Egyptians, and delivered our houses, and the people bowed the head and worshipped. Verse 43. And Yahweh said unto Moshe and Aharon,
1: This is the ordinance of the Passover. There shall no stranger eat thereof.
0: The Hebrew reads,
1: There shall no son of a racial alien eat thereof.
0: Stranger in verse 43 is H5236, Nekar, meaning a non-Israelite. These feast days are not for the other races, as attested in the book of jubilees and all over scripture the bible is the book of the generations of the race of adam not all the races of the world verse 47
1: all the congregation of Israel shall keep it and when a stranger of kin shall sojourn with thee, and will keep the passover to yahweh let all his males be circumcised and then let him come near and keep it, and he shall be as one that is born in the land, for no uncircumcised person shall eat their own.
0: Stranger in verse 48 is H. 1616, Ger, an Israelite kinsman. Passover is H. 6453, Pesach, which means a pretermission, or a passing by, that is, Exemption. Exemption from what? Death. The penalty of sin. Leviticus is Vayikra in the Hebrew. It means called. Only the children of Israel are the called. Leviticus is a manual for the priesthood which enforced and carried out these rules and procedures for the covenant nation of Yisra'el. The only thing that changed in the New Testament is that the priesthood and sacrificial rituals expired when Christ died, because Christ became our high priest. Everything else is still in effect, the Ten Commandments, the food laws, and the feast days. Leviticus
1: three five. In the fourteenth day of the first month, at evening, is Yahweh's Passover. Fourteen days after the spring
0: equinox. Yahweh reminds the children of Israel in the first month of the second year after they were come out of
1: Egypt, saying, Numbers 9.2 Let the children of Yisra'el also keep the Passover at its appointed time. In the fourteenth day of this month, at evening, you shall keep it in its sacred time. According to all the ordinances of it, and according to all the ceremonies thereof, you shall keep it.
0: And Moshe spake unto the children of Yisra'el that they should keep the Passover, And they kept the Passover on the fourteenth day of the first month at evening in the wilderness of Sinai. According to all that Yahweh commanded Moshe. so did the children of Yisrael. And there were certain men who were defiled by the dead body of a man, that they could not keep the Passover on that day. And they came before Moshe and before Aharon on that day. And those men said unto him,
1: we are defiled by the dead body of a man. Wherefore are we kept back, that we may not offer an offering of Yahweh in His appointed season among the children of Yisrael?
0: Yahweh wants Passover to be observed no matter what. He even made arrangements for those that may be unclean or afar off. Verse
1: 10. Speak unto the children of Yisrael, saying, If any man of you or of your posterity shall be unclean by reason of a dead body, or be in a journey afar off. Yet he shall keep the Passover unto Yahweh, the fourteenth day of the second month, Ziv. At evening they shall keep it, and eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They shall leave none of it unto the morning, nor break any bone of it. According to all the ordinances of the Passover, they shall keep it.
0: A second chance in the second month for those that were unclean and couldn't observe the Passover in the first month. Verse 13.
1: But the man that is clean and is not in a journey and forbeareth to keep the Passover, even the same soul shall be cut off from among his people because he brought not the offering of Yahweh in his sacred appointment, that man shall bear his sin. And if a sojourning kinsman shall sojourn among you and will keep the Passover unto Yahweh, according to the ordinance of the Passover, and according to the manner thereof, so shall he do. You shall have one ordinance, both for the sojourning kinsman and for him that was born in the land.
0: The correct title of Deuteronomy is These Are the Words, Ele Dabarim. The name of this book signifies the repetition of the law. The new generation of Israelites who were born in the wilderness were taught the commandments. Deuteronomy 16.1 Observe the month of Abib, and keep the Passover unto Yahweh your Elohim, for in the month of Abib, Yahweh your Elohim brought you forth out of Mitzrayim by night. You shall therefore sacrifice the Passover unto Yahweh your Elohim, of the flock and the herd, in the place which Yahweh shall choose to place His name there. You shall eat no leavened bread with it. Seven days shall you eat unleavened bread therewith the bread of affliction, for you came forth out of the land of Mitzrayim in haste, that you mayest remember the day when you came forth out of the land of Mitzrayim all the days of your life. You may not sacrifice the Passover within any of your gates which Yahweh your Elohim gives you, but at the place which Yahweh your Elohim shall choose to place His name in, there you shall sacrifice the Passover at evening, at the going down of the sun, at the sacred time that you came forth out of Mitzrayim. Place, in verse 6, is h seventy nine thirty one 31 Khan, and is a tabernacle, a lodging or dwelling place. Before Christ died, the place Yahweh chose for the Passover and appointed feasts were at the temple in Jerusalem. After Christ died, the place Yahweh chose is you, You are a tabernacle, and you are to keep these feasts wherever you dwell. We see that the Passover lamb was to be sacrificed at even, at the going down of the sun. This was the time between the evenings. This is the time between noontime and sundown. The temple sacrifices occurred at 3 p.m., the same time Yahshua Christ died on the cross. Joshua 4.19 And the people came up... Out of the jordan on the tenth day of the first month and encamped in gilgal in the east border of jericho notice the tenth day of the first month is when israel was to draw out a lamb in preparation for the passover during the first three days after crossing the jordan yahweh ordered joshua to circumcise the children of israel that were born during the wandering preparing them for the coming trials in their new land in which they would need the protection of Yahweh to cover over them. Verse 9. And Yahweh said unto Joshua,
1: This day have I rolled away the reproach of Mitzrayim from off you.
0: Wherefore the name of the place is called Gilgal unto this day. Gilgal, H1537, means Sacred Circle of Stones, The stone knife used to circumcise was called a kelt. Verse 10. And the children of Yisrael encamped in Gilgal, and kept the Passover on the fourteenth day of the month at the going down of the sun in the plains of Jericho. Three days after they crossed the Jordan came the Passover. Verse 11 and they did eat of the old grain of the land on the morrow after the Passover, unleavened cakes and parched grain in the selfsame day. The reference to Exodus above shows that Joshua was Yahweh's messenger who prepared the children of Israel to be covered with protection and passed over as the surrounding cursed seed nations were destroyed second kings twenty three twenty one
1: and the king commanded all the people, saying, "Keep the Passover unto Yahweh your Elohim as it is written in the book of this covenant.
0: surely there was not holden such a Passover from the days of the judges that judged Israel, nor in all the days of the kings of Israel, nor of the kings of Judah, but in the eighteenth year of King Josiah, wherein this Passover was held. To Yahweh in Jerusalem. Moreover, the workers with familiar spirits, and the wizards, and the teraphim, household idols, and the caste idols, and all the abominations that were spied in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem, did Josiah put away, that he might perform the words of the law which were written in the book that Hilkiah the priest found in the house of Yahweh. Second Chronicles 30, verse 1. And Hezekiah sent to all Israel and Judah, and wrote letters also to Ephraim and Manasseh, that they should come to the house of Yahweh at Jerusalem, to keep the Passover unto Yahweh, Elohim of Yisrael. For the king had taken counsel, and his officers, and all the congregation in Jerusalem, to keep the Passover in the second month. Like Josiah, Hezekiah was a good king, and after many years of not following Yahweh, these kings ordered the kingdom to return to Yahweh and observe these feast days again. Since the priests were not yet sanctified and the people had not gathered in time, the make-up date for keeping the Passover was scheduled in the second month. This make-up date was established by Yahweh in Numbers chapter 9. Continuing in 2 Chronicles 30 verse 5. So they established a decree to make proclamation throughout all Yisra'el, from Beersheba even to Dan, that they should come to keep the Passover unto Yahweh Elohim of Yisra'el at Jerusalem, for they had not done it of a long time in such sort as it was written. Verse 15. Then they killed the Passover on the fourteenth day of the second month, and the priests and the Levites were ashamed, and sanctified themselves, and brought in the burnt offerings into the house of Yahweh. And they stood in their place after their manner, according to the law of Moshe the man of Elohim. The priests sprinkled the blood, which they received of the hand of the Levites. For there were many in the congregation that were not sanctified. Therefore the Levites had the charge of killing the Passovers for every one that was not clean. To sanctify them unto Yahweh. For a multitude of the people, even many of Ephraim and Manasseh, Issachar and Zebulun, had not cleansed themselves, yet did they eat the Passover otherwise than it was written? But Hezekiah prayed for them, saying, The good Yahweh pardon everyone that prepares his heart to seek Elohim, Yahweh Elohim of his fathers though he not be cleansed according to the purification of the sanctuary. Ezra 619. And the children of the captivity kept the Passover on the fourteenth day of the first month. For the priests and the Levites were purified together, all of them were pure, and killed the Passover for all the children of the captivity, and for their brethren the priests, and for themselves." and the children of Yisra'el, which were come again out of captivity, and all such as had separated themselves unto them from the filthiness of the nations of the land, to seek Yahweh Elohim of Yisra'el, did eat, and kept the Feast of Unleavened Bread seven days with joy. For Yahweh had made them joyful, and turned the heart of the king of Assyria unto them, to strengthen their hands in the work of the house of Yahweh, the Elohim, of Yisrael. Ezekiel 4521
1: In the first month, in the fourteenth day of the month, you shall have the Passover, a feast of seven days. Unleavened bread shall be eaten.
0: Yahweh is telling Ezekiel that he expects the remnant of Judah to resume his appointed feast days when they return from Babylonian captivity. So we see that our B.C. Israelite ancestors kept the Passover along with the Feast of Unleavened Bread. The churches believe that the Old Testament is about the Jews and that these feasts are Jewish feasts. Yet, the churches don't keep any other feast days except the Passover. So not only do they believe they are covered by Jesus' blood, but they eat a ham on Friday. They reject the reminder of putting leaven which represents sin, out of their lives, which represents the Feast of Unleavened Bread. They defile the feast of his resurrection by celebrating Easter, the goddess Ishtar, which is only two and a half days later, which represents wave sheaf, first fruits, and Feast of Weeks. They make sure his Holy Spirit cannot be received, which represents Pentecost, because they've accepted Jewish Jesus in their hearts instead, They don't observe the Warnings and Preparation, which represents the Feast of Trumpets, because they think that they're saved already and booked for the Rapture. They don't fast and afflict themselves from the World, which represents the Day of Atonement, because they are under grace, and they don't celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles, which symbolizes dwelling with Christ in safety from the World, because they dwell in ignorance, a pagan church building, and their own pew, and they are unaware that their last chance to get right is fast approaching, which represents the last great day. It so matters who and what we believe. Matthew 26.1 And it came to pass, when Yeshua had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, You know that after two days is the feast of Passover, and the son of Adam is betrayed to be crucified. Then assembled together the chief priests and the scribes and the elders of the people unto the palace of the high priest, who was called Caiaphas, and consulted that they might take Yeshua by subtlety and kill him. But they said, Not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar among the people. The Last Supper the Passover with the Disciples Matthew twenty six seventeen Now the first day of the feast of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Yahshua, saying unto him, Where do you desire that we prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to such a man and say unto him, The Master says, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Yeshua had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. The Institution of the Master's Supper Verse 26 And as they were eating, Yeshua took bread, and blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, and gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink you all of it. For this is my blood of the renewed covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of the penalty of sins. The churches reject, or don't even know about, the other six feast days. They also believe that they can adopt Passover only, and that it's about Christ's blood covering them. But... Let's see who the Covenant Prophecy of Passover is for according to Scripture. Jeremiah 31 31
1: Behold, the days come, says Yahweh, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Yisrael and with the house of Yahudah, not according to the covenant that I made with their forefathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Mitzrayim, which my covenant they break, Although I was a husband unto them, says Yahweh, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Yisrael. After those days, says Yahweh, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their Elohim and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know Yahweh, for they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them, says Yahweh, for I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more.
0: And the second witness is found in Hebrews eight six. But now has Yahshua obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises? For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second for finding fault with the children of Yisrael
1: he says behold the days come says Yahweh when i will make a renewed covenant with the house of Yisrael and with the house of Yahuda, not according to the covenant that i made with their forefathers in the day when i took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Mitzrayah because they continued not in my covenant and i regarded them not says Yahweh For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Yisrael after those days, says Yahweh. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them an Elohim, and they shall be to me a people.
0: The renewed covenant was refreshed without the priesthood, its ordinances, and sacrifices. The priesthood and rituals is what was done away with. What the churches also don't understand is that they are damning themselves by partaking of the Holy Communion in ignorance. 1 Corinthians 11.27 Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the master unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the master. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup, For he that eats and drinks unworthily eats and drinks damnation to himself, not discerning the master's body. It matters who and what we believe. Unworthily means irreverently and unfit. How does it make sense that those who worship a Jewish Jesus believe church doctrines and Jewish fables, don't obey the laws, food laws, and sacred appointed days of Yahweh, and identify as trans gentiles, are doing that which is right in the sight of God. How are they revering and respecting God when they are serving Jaime Jesus and His Father the Lord Baal? The boy Yeshua in the temple, Luke two forty one. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was twelve years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they fulfilled the days of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, as they returned, the child Yahshua tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Yosef and his mother knew not of it. He was being about his father's business. Yeshua cleanses the temple, John 2.13 and the judeans passover was at hand and yeshua went up to jerusalem this is the first of four passovers during the ministry of christ this was also the first of two temple overthrowings by christ of driving out the jew bankers and merchants verse 23 now when he was in jerusalem at the passover at the feast many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. Yeshua heals on the Shabbat. John 5.1 After this there was a feast of the Judeans and Yahshua went up to Jerusalem. This is the second of four Passovers in Christ's ministry. John 6.4 And the Passover a festival of the judeans was nigh this is the third of four passovers during christ's three and a half year ministry this was when yeshua fed the 5000 the jewish pharisees were losing their satanic grip over the people and took counsel on how to put yeshua to death john 11:54 Yeshua therefore walked no more openly among the Judeans, but went there unto a country near to the wilderness, into a city called Ephraim, and there continued with his disciples. And the Judeans' Passover was nigh at hand, and many went out of the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover, to purify themselves. This is the fourth of four Passovers in Christ's ministry. Verse 56. Then sought they for Yahshua, and spake among themselves, as they stood in the temple. What think you, that he will not come to the festival? Yahshua attended every feast day. John twelve one. Then Yahshua, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. Yeshua's triumphal entry into Jerusalem five days before his death. Verse 12. On the next day much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Yeshua was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna! Blessed is the king of Yisrael that comes in the name of the prince Yeshua. Some Greeks wish to see Yeshua. The Jew Pharisees are upset because their efforts to silence him were futile. Verse 20. And there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. The Greeks were Adamic kinsmen to Israel. The Greeks were descended from Javan, a son of Japheth, son of Noah. Many Greeks were also Israelites. John 13.1 Now before the feast of the Passover, when Yahshua knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world order and system unto the Father, having loved his own which were in this world order and system, he loved them unto the end. His own and them whom he loved are referring to his Israelite kinsmen, After the Last Supper he proceeded to wash the disciples' feet. This washing was symbolic, since only Israel was given the law, only Israel needed cleansing from the errors of disobeying the law. John 1828 Then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the Hall of Judgment, and it was early, and they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. The Jew Pharisees were trying to get Pilate to condemn him to death, so that they were not defiled and could eat of the Passover meal. It's funny how the Jews were speeding up the trial to murder Christ on the Sabbath, trying to get the Romans to do it, and believing they could be clean of guilt and eat the Passover meal. Three wrongs don't make a right. The churches do the same thing. They murder themselves by worshipping a Jewish Jesus. They do it as Gentiles, and believe they are partaking in the Last Supper when they celebrate Passover, on the wrong day, with a baked ham. Do the churches do anything right? After expert blackmailing, entrapping, and agitation, the Jews got Pilate to bring Yeshua to Gabbatha, the Judgment Seat, John 19.14. And it was the preparation of the Passover, and about the sixth hour, which was noon. And he said unto the Jews, Behold your king. But the Jews don't accept Yeshua as Messiah or their king. They have no king but Caesar. 51 A.D. Paul was in Ephesus teaching his kinsmen, Acts 18.21, but bade them farewell, saying, I must by all means keep this feast that comes in Jerusalem, but I will return again unto you, if Elohim will, and he sailed from Ephesus. Almost twenty years after the ascension of Christ, we see Paul and the disciples keeping the feasts. Paul's letter to the Corinthians reprimands the assembly for accepting a fornicator. The law states to cast the unrighteous sinner out of the assembly if they don't repent and change their ways. Without the protection from Yahweh, the adversary will deal with them and possibly prompt them to return to Yahweh. 1 Corinthians 5, six, Your boasting is not good. Know you not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? Purge out, therefore, the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast... Not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. The Corinthians boasted they were followers of Christ, but did not do what Christ taught. They accepted the sinner. One bad apple spoils the whole bunch. Old leaven refers to the Pharisees, their traditions and beliefs the hypocrisy of their doctrine. This also refers to today's churches and their leaven of false doctrines, ignorance and neglect of the feast days and their misinterpreted meaning of Passover. The churches boast in their self-declared salvation, their rapture tickets and Jewish Jesus. Bread is inflammatory and bloating and a genetically modified product. These churches are unaware that they are eating old and poisonous leaven. The Institution of the Master's Supper 1 Corinthians 11.23 For I have received of the Master that which also I delivered unto you, that the Master Yeshua, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the renewed testament in my blood. This do you, as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the master's death till he comes so observing passover is showing that you remember that christ died to pay the penalty of our sins it shows that you believe he came already to fulfill the sacrificial laws of propitiation and to take over the priesthood as our only high priest and mediator to the father so why do the churches observe only the passover and not any of the other feasts Do they not know that the Feast of Unleavened Bread is connected to Passover, and is symbolic of putting sin out of our lives, and that Yahweh took our ancestors out of Egypt to be his chosen people? No, they don't know, because they were taught that these were Jews, and that Jewish Jesus' blood covers everybody, and we are all under grace now, not the law. Do they not understand that the Feast of Weeks, Wave Sheaf, and Feast of fruits is symbolic of Christ being risen from the dead, the first fruit of the exact example we are to follow? No, they don't celebrate His resurrection correctly. They celebrate Easter Sunday, which is only two days and two nights from His crucifixion. So they are celebrating a pagan goddess fertility holiday for a Jewish Jesus, and witnessing for Chaimé instead of Yeshua Christ. Do they not understand that Pentecost represents the first fruits of Yahweh calling His remnant, and that only through obedience one can receive the Holy Spirit? No. They were taught that the law was done away with, and when you accept Jesus, you get the Holy Spirit, rapture tickets, a mansion, and a fruit basket— all because you just believe. Do they not hear or heed the warning of the Feast of Trumpets, which signifies that Yeshua is coming? No, they don't. Their ears are dull and their heart is waxed gross, because they are saved already and under grace. Do they not afflict themselves from this wicked society on the Day of Atonement with prayer and fasting? No, they love the world and its Jewish merchandise and TV programming. Why would they fast? Wasn't everything cleansed by God and didn't he forgive all our sins? Do they not get that the Feast of Tabernacles is a memorial of Yahweh dwelling among our ancestors and keeping them safe from the satanic world around, and that the last day of this feast is the last chance to get right with yahweh no because his grace is sufficient they're covered by his blood already and they won't have to experience the last great day because they'll be
1: raptured hosea 4 6.
0: my people
1: are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge i will also reject you The gospel message
0: is within the sacred appointed feast days of our people and reveals the plan of repentance, redemption, reconciliation, remembrance, obedience, and salvation. The gospel is a call to repentance, to putting away the old sinner and putting on the new educated obedient Christian. It's a call to live according to the way, which includes all the commandments and appointed days given to our people. The gospel is the message to our people to return to our identity and heritage, to our Christian way of lifestyle, and to our God. They are memorial celebrations and our commandments. The gospel is the good news of the reconciliation and regathering of our lost Israelite kinsmen who have forgotten who they are and whose they are. Hebrews 11.28 By belief Moshe kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest Yahweh that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. This is when they marked the doors with the blood. Today we are to mark our doors with the Ten Commandments. Deuteronomy 6, eight, And you shall bind them for a sign upon your hand, meaning your works, and they shall be as frontlets meaning immovable, between your eyes, meaning your thoughts. And you shall write them upon the posts of your house and on your gates. Proverbs 6.21 Bind them continually upon your heart and tie them about your neck. The side posts are called mezuzah, the door posts. We are commanded to write and post the Ten Commandments on the mezuzah, the sides of the gates and doors to our homes.
2: According to the female gestation cycle, Passover represents fertilization, the formation of the zygote. Day one of the Hebrew calendar and gestation cycle represent the spring equinox, ovulation. Day 14 of the Hebrew calendar is Passover, maximum fertility. The other feast days reveal the other stages of the gestation cycle.
0: How to keep Passover. Learn what day it's on, according to the Hebrew solar calendar. It's not always on a Friday.
2: There's links where you can view the calendar.
0: Prepare a lamb for dinner and some unleavened bread. Lamb is great with some green mint jelly. Do not eat a ham like the churches do. The food laws were not done away with, and pork is an unclean animal and not considered food by Yahweh God. Fellowship with like-minded kinsmen. Be mindful of what Passover means and praise Yahweh for it. Now you are ready to continue the feast week with the Feast of Unleavened Bread which is connected to Passover. This Passover study is also part of the Feast Days study series.
2: The links are provided on the paper.